Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. Myself as a point guard, I was taught early on to think about others. But then you have these other guys that can control the game. I had an advantage, right? I was either quick or strong or maybe both. So now you're a different matchup. I have a special guest. He has. I, just imagine somebody just coming down from the cloud. Like, imagine if this was like the Grammys or something, and he's just extending, you know, he's just descending from the Raptors, right? This guy out of the Bronx, the creator of the Bop, one of New York's finest, a New York legend out the Bronx. He put the hip hop into what a point guard is all about. He had the wiggle, the precision, the dimes, the flair, the structure, the heart, the strength. I can cry right now. I get to interview this dude. One of my favorite point guards of all time, ladies and gentlemen. Rod Strickland. Yeah. What up, what, what up, BB? Point guard. What up? <laughs> the point guard himself, New York's finest. What's up, man? Man, all good, man. Happy to be here talking to the point guard. <laughs> you know, you know, so it's a good thing. Man, I'm so happy we get to do this, man. You know, this this show is about really about giving roses paying homage you know what I mean and and you know just kind of kicking it off like you know where are you from man you know what I mean like I, I I know New York everybody in New York you know everybody in New York claim you man yeah. every you yeah. know uh t- t- talk to me about you know uh talk about let's start as a kid like when did you discover the game and then what did that feel like to you? Man, I discovered the game from Mitchell Projects in the Bronx. Uh, you know, we have all the tall buildings. <laughs> you know, my building is like right in front of the gym. Walk through the park. I get to the gym, walk to the right, and it's my elementary school. So, you know, everything was kind of right there. Uh, you know, I went in the gym. I watched my older brothers play. I watched the older guys play. I wanted to be like them. Mm. Uh, like who, who, who was it? Which 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 one? Like we, you know, like and describe describe Mitchell Projects though. You know well, what I mean? I, Mitchell Projects, man. How many buildings, man? I'm gonna say about one, two, three, four. Probably about eight. Wow. Eight to ten buildings with twenty story floors. That's crazy. With about. 15 apartments on each floor. <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah, so... Uh, because, you know, I, I, I'm from L.A., so every time I I come to the city, even if I go to the projects, it's almost like a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, I, I, you really don't think people live in these buildings. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's vice versa, right? So when I was in high school... 
me and one of my friends, we went out to California to visit some people. And I want to say we were in Oakland. I, I didn't even know at the time. Mm-hmm. But we were going, we were hooping. We were like in the neighborhood. I had no clue how dangerous it was. Right. But you know, looking at the inner cities there, it just looked totally different. You know, we got the big buildings and, you know, you guys kind of got, what, like Pops houses. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it, it's, it's, it was awkward for me to see that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, a bunch of, you know, we had Mitchell Projects, you had Millbrook, Millbrook, Patterson, My Haven, all in this square block of a bunch of buildings. So, wow. I mean, we played basketball every day. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all got in front of the gym, talked basketball. We watched games. You know, we could sit in front of the gym, talk basketball, and the game is coming on. We all would leave, go upstairs, watch the game. Then we'd come back, talk about it, go hoop. But, I mean, it was all competition. It was competitive. You know, everyone wanted to be the best. You know, and we all kind of helped each other grow. Yeah, but you uh, was different, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know when you when it's that moment where you like, yo, we hooping and I'm hooping with all these dudes and you probably the youngest dude, but you like, I'm, I see this shit different. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I didn't, that's the thing. Like, I don't know if I knew that at the time. Got you it. know, as, as years go on and there's more media coverage, you know, you kind of get a sense of how people feel about you. Mm-hmm. But back then, we had none of that. Right. So I didn't really know who I was. You know, I know around the way they know I could play, but yeah. there's other like, Right. So it took time. So in the beginning, I still was trying to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Played for the Mitchell Bullets, and then from there we went to the New York Gauchos. Nice. Who I'm sure one that knows basketball knows about the Gauchos. Uh, and from there, you know, I started getting recognition. Like really, I was a late bloomer in the, in the big picture because right. no one, like nationally, they didn't know about me till like after my junior year of high school. Right, but and and like. I'm trying to like like who was you watching? You know what I mean? Because oh, I tell like, you right away. Yeah, I, I, oldest brother Byron. I watched my oldest brother Stephen, and I think I got both of them. So Byron was a score, tough, took no junk. Steve had a little flash with him. See the court, uh-huh. fancy. I loved Pearl Washington. Shout out that to was, Pearl. Oh my god. I, I go back and I look at video and I can see me in them. Mm-hmm. So the in and out in transition, throwing the ball out in front of me, the layup, you know, moving away oh from the defense. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's <laughs> all, you know, that's Pearl Washington. Yeah. Uh, so he was a super, super idol. I, I grew up, Dr. J was my favorite player. Mm-hmm. Matt Johnson was next. George Gervin, Walt Frazier. So, like, if yeah. I think about me and who I am, Obviously, I wasn't them, but Dr. J, you know, the reverse layups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ball in the air. George Gervin, the finger rolls, the touch. Uh-huh. You know, Matt Johnson, the no-look passes, uh-uh. wanting to be a creator. So, like, all of them. And then walk you know, with just the, the just this toughness and, I, you know, I can get anywhere on the court I need to. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I did that, and then I wanted to create me. So mm-hmm. those guys I took from, but then I wanted to create me. And then I think from just hooping every day. And, you know, I always say, like, you know, like people talk about Kyrie and they talk about myself. 
but I don't know if you can teach that, right? That's that that some of that. Well, a lot of it is creativity and and imagination. Mm-hmm. And I think a little young as a young player, you know, I was in the house with the balled up paper ball. You know, I roll up a newspaper, make it a hoop, yeah. and I sit in there and say who I am, and I'm making shots and you know all these things in my head. And then I go out on the court and I try to do it. Then I go out on the court and I study the backboard mm. because I was a Irvin fan and George Gervin. You know, there was something about how they finished. So, Talk about that, know, studying the backboard. Yeah. That's like, that's, yeah. a, that's a gem right there for these young yeah. guys listening. Like, what do you mean when you say you went out? Like, you went out and studied the backboard. I've never heard yeah. that. Yeah, so, like, I, 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 Billy Donovan talks every time I see him, he tells me because he was with the Knicks when I got drafted. Mm-hmm. And he said he had never seen someone just sit around for an hour or so and just shoot shots off the backboard. Mm-hmm. So I studied every angle of the backboard. You know, I would twist with my back uh, away from the basket, in front of the basket, in a, from an angle, and I would just touch every part of the backboard with some English. Mm. And so for me, to me, it helped me because now when I get fouled or I'm going to the basket, it's awkward yeah. because now it bumped me and I can bump off and I can throw Excuse it up on me, the angle. Sir. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I've yeah. studied it so much, so I can kind of get away from you and, you know, release the basketball. So there's a lot of times, like there's some videos and I have some people like, you know, that was luck. That was luck. I'm like, no, it wasn't. No. Luck. Like, I, I practiced that. I studied that. And I always, you know, it was being creative, studying the backboard. And then it was the eyes. Mm. Eyes is always on the rim. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always finishing with my eyes. Mm. Like, I'm going to. And because I came from New York, we also couldn't make calls. Mm-hmm. So when you got fouled, like, if you made a call, you know, yeah. you were soft. Right. So. I learned to play through contact, and I learned that no matter what, you can follow me all you want, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it got to the point where I got cocky in that, where I felt like I can, you know, I can get through any contact mm-hmm. and I can finish. And it was just, it became a mindset. Yo, 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 we got to tap in real quick. Let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. Now, growing up, you know, New York is just known for, like, all these great point guards, right? And in your era, right? And I think, you know, um, like, what is it about, you know, in that era, New York and a New York point guard, right? And, like, who were some of the guys that you played against, you know, in high school growing up that you were like, damn, dude, like, I'm going to see you in the league or, like, yeah. Oh, this dude is out of here. Is there anybody that that we missing? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, point guard being, you know, just playing in New York. You know, back then, you know, you're playing in the summertime. We played out in the parks all the time. You had the wind blowing. So it was a matter of getting to the basket. Yeah. You know, we had the double rims. Yeah. So, if, you know, if you ain't have great touch, that thing was bouncing all off. So everything was kind of get to the cup. Yeah. And. But also, it was also trying to embarrass you, you know? So everybody wanted to shake someone and have the crowd going. And so, you know, you feed into that. 
And I think, you know, back then, New York City point guards were tough. We were creators. Right. Uh, uh, and we understood the game. Yeah. And so back then, when you left New York and you went to different cities, it was big. Yes. Like, it was almost like a ghost. Yeah. Like, people do like, wow. <laughs> and you can feel it. Right. right. You can tell when there were people intimidated. But then there's, you know, you know, like, there's the ones that's waiting on you. Never forget, we went to Las Vegas. We get off the plane and we play. Uh, no matter of fact, we're there. A San Francisco team gets off the plane. Mm-hmm. They had like bossy Adidas shoes on, and they just run on the court. And we like we about to kill these dude. And they just you know they went at our throats, mm-hmm. you know. But that New York, you know, yeah. that New York aura. They was like, nah, we not, we not they, having. They that. Gonna, yeah, they gonna be super hype. And then yeah. like you know, and then coming up in high school, right? You know, you win the state championship as a junior. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, like talk about, okay. like, New York high school basketball and what that meant, you know, for you. You know, was it at that moment where you like, all right, dude, I, I like it, you know, it ain't nobody in my class that can, that can touch me right now. Well, I think gradually, you know, that confidence comes. My freshman year in high school, I went to Rice High School. Mm-hmm. Uh a freshman basketball, I was in a Catholic school. So when you was in ninth grade, 10th grade, you had to play JV and varsity. Got it. After my freshman year in Rice, uh, they had me playing JV. Excuse me. They had me playing uh, JV. I didn't want to play that, so I transferred to Truman. Truman was a, a public school, one of the best divisions in the city. And it was, you know, it was competition every day, all day. <laughs> you know, we had... He was like Kyrie's father, Dedrick Irvin. Yeah. He was in Steve High School. Uh, you know, you're not going to know names, but we had so many. Yeah, shout them I mean, out, was, though. Shout them out. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember we played at Evander Childs High School, and we couldn't get out the gym. Like, they wanted to beat us up. <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, I, I mean, I played in high school with Boo Harvey, uh-huh. Derek Cheever. Yeah. Uh, you know, those guys, those were my guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, but New York City was competition, man. Like, New York City made me. Like, every time you stepped on the court, no matter name or no name, they were going to try you. Right. And if you wasn't ready, you was going to, you know, you was going to have problems. No, I love that. And then, you know, it's like you you coming up in New York, you make this name for yourself in high school, win the state championship, then you go to Oak Hill. Right mm-hmm. now, Oak Hill, we all know is you know the historic, as the historic Oak Hill Academy, you know. Mm-hmm. But you were one of the pioneers, right? Yeah. To really uh, make that jump, you know. Talk about you know leaving New York, right? Because I'm sure that, I'm sure there's pressure in the city now. You know, uh, you know, you see the staffs in the Lance Stevensons and all that. You know, who stayed this senior year, but you decided to go. What, what made yeah. you decide that? Uh, I went to Truman High School. Steve Lapis was my high school coach. So he left. Mm. He Villanova. I think that was kind of a play for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't out that way. But So when he went to Villanova, uh, I didn't want to stay at Truman. So it was so funny because I left Rice because they wouldn't let me play varsity. Mm-hmm. Now, the coach who wouldn't let me play varsity wound up getting the Truman job. So 
you know, I hold oh, grudges. Yeah, yeah, all day. <laughs> I hold grudges. So That's what a I great was, point guard do. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't playing for him. It wasn't happening. Yeah. So that, Steve Lapis actually found okay for me. He just told me about this school from the Mouth of Wilson, Virginia. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. And I went. Never forget. Flew there at night. Got off the plane. Straight in the gym. Lloyd Daniels is there. Wow. And you know, all these other guys, you know, they actually had a point guard that was supposed to be the starter. Who was that? So, you know, walking in the gym, I'm going straight at him. Who was that point and, guard? Uh, it was Chip Givens. It's okay. my guy. He, uh, he was born in Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, he was the star. We wound up playing together in the backcourt, yeah. though. But, uh, you know, it was, you know how it is when you hey. walk in the gym. <laughs> learn from, from your environment, yep. you learn how to walk in the gym. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm I'm in Oak Hill Academy, uh, Malta Wilson, Virginia, walking the gym, and you know, like you said, kind of the point guard thing, yep. right? You have the understanding of I'm a control the room, yep. but I'm a everybody happy, yep. but I'm gonna show them what I can do, yeah. And you know, that's how I walked in there. Talk about like uh, just from a point guard, like in a situation like that, how how. First impressions, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying, makes Gotta some tell sense, my kids that, <laughs> right? You know when you when you stepping on the court, you in Oak Hill, and it's like, oh, here come the high shot kid from New York. You know yep. what he got, and like you completely manipulate the yeah. whole. You know what I mean? Talk about yeah. that, man. How? Yeah. I mean, you know, you know what it is. Like you walk. You walk into a gym, you're a point guard, you know, so, I mean, you're supposed to have the ball in your hands, but, you know, you're going to have so many guys in there. Everybody wants to compete. Mm-hmm. Everybody is the best. I don't care. It doesn't matter. So you walk in there and you just find a way to, you know, you always gravitate to the ball. Yeah. And then you make sure you make everybody else happy. Like, I always knew I could get mine. Yeah. So I'm not – I could step on the court and for the first five minutes – I'm going to make passes and I'm going to see you in a certain way where you're going to say, okay, let me just run right. or let me play because he's going to pass the ball. And then when it's your turn, you know, you you turn it up and you make things happen. But I think, you know, back in the day, that was more of a point guard. You kind of studied the game and you studied the environment. And so it's like when I played in the league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's times where you get on the court, you start a game and there might be guys who – have been struggling the last few games. I got to get them going. Right. I got to make sure I get them in the right position, Mm -hmm. you know, give them the best opportunities. Or you may go in the game. I may be playing against Barron. Right. Barron is no joke, super aggressive offensively. Well, I got to go at him first. You know what I'm saying? Like you just play all these different mind games uh, to maneuver in the game and also to help you win. Because, yeah. you know, there's a one-on-one mind game yeah, and team game. You know, this is a thinker's game. Absolutely. Like, you know, point guard, to me, you know, especially back then, it was a thinker's game. Yeah. You had to know time and score. You had to know who were the best shooters. You know, if you came up to court, like me playing with Tracy Murray. Yeah. I'm coming up to court. There's not a time I don't know where Tracy Murray is at. Right. Because right. I know he can put the ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. And I know if I penetrate on his side, that help defender has to make a decision. Right. Right? I mean, if you think about it, we don't really worry about the guy guarding us. No. You worry about everyone else. Yep. 
The orchestrator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the orchestrator. Knowing, you know, like, basically you have to, and I always say this about, you know, point guards are really good business leaders too because you think in time, you think in score, you think in science, you think in emotion, you think, you like, you measuring hypotheticals, you know what I mean? And at the same time, you have to do it. <laughs> Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. You measuring hypotheticals, you know what I mean? And at the same time, you have to do it. <laughs> and you're thinking for other people. <laughs> yeah. Like I always say, you know, as a point guard, Sometimes you got to be wrong even when you're right. Right. Like throw a perfect pass and dude, you know, drops it. But now you got to think about the whole big picture, right? If I get on him, how is he going to react? Well, how right. do I get on him? Right. If he's the person, can he take it? So there's so many things that we thought about Yeah. as point guards. I think times have changed a little bit. But I think I know I know myself as a point guard – I was taught early on to think about others. Yeah. So, like, if the big man got a rebound and he run the court hard, I was told, you better give that ball. You better look up you for the big man. Down. Yep. You know, if guys were open, we were made to give the ball up. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, this is your team and you shoot and dribble 78 times. Man. It was Yo, that's and- I was saying that today, bro. The, the yeah. game, <laughs> like... I wish we had an opportunity. I wish every point guard that ever played the game had an opportunity to play in this era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. it's point guard first. Yes. Right? Yeah. The point guard was always like, no matter what, even you look back the history of time, Magic and Kareem, Magic no matter mm-hmm. Like, Magic probably wanted to wiggle way more, but – Hey, bro, if you don't throw that ball down to Kareem, you know what I mean? You don't get that, too. Like talk And they wouldn't let us wiggle like that. We had exactly. to figure We had to pick our spots and do it in a certain way. You know, if you dribble too much, like, you know, yeah. they was, well, was every, coming yeah. out. Yeah, you coming out the game. And the only time we really got a chance to, like, either start the game and go get yours early, you know what I mean, or mm-hmm. – get frustrated from these fools dropping your passes and missing yeah, shots. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So you like you like first, but you actually like have to serve yourself last. Right? Yes. Back in our, our our era. It was like it was yeah. more so like, you know, and I think what you were able to do was you was able to serve every you know what I mean? It was like yeah. you serving, yeah. you serving and you serving your opponent at the same time. Yeah. Isaiah yeah. talked about, you know, that level of putting pressure on the mano y mano relationship. So if it's me and you, we going to keep putting pressure on each other. But yeah. as soon as you find that my two guard or my three guard is at a disadvantage, where you going to start applying the pressure in that in that capacity. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was always a you know, it's a mind game. Like, you know, going against guys, you knew certain guys, you knew that was like, they're just going to attack you and yeah. they can embarrass you. Mm-hmm. Like, I always looked at embarrassment factors, right? Man. When I looked, it was like the level. 
Yeah, and if you had a high level, then I had to go at you. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Because you got to even out the mental mm-hmm. space, right? Because you know, if somebody think they're getting the best of you or they think you know it's easy, you know you're in trouble, right? You know, so uh, it, it was always a mind game. I, uh, when I was in Portland, Johnny Davis was assistant coach, and he used to always just tell me simply. Get them before they get you. Like yeah. that, he would say that to me before every game. <laughs> now I wouldn't do that every game, right? But it was always in my head. But I always tried to attack, even if it wasn't scoring. Yeah. Because what I learned from Mark Jackson and John Stockton is that you can be humiliated with like eight points and sixteen assists. That's you right. know what I'm saying? Like you can feel defeated by that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you that's like even, that, it almost feels like it almost feels like damn that feels better. You know what I mean? I feel like you feel like damn, dude. Like I just beat you and I didn't even do shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I just controlled the game. Yeah, I just controlled the game. So you know, you got guys who can score and go at you, but then you have these other guys that can control the game. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of do both. I mm-hmm. wanted to be able to score. 30 if needed. But then I also wanted to be able to have satisfaction in I had 8.16 dimes and we won. Yeah. Because they play against BD and I mean, you know, it's just something I might have a rough night. <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? Bro, so you now ain't I have no rough night. You ain't had no rough the- nights on me, bro. Don't start that. <laughs> yeah. BD gave me 30 and 10. I gave him 8 and 16, but we won. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Game. Hey, bro, hey, I ain't going to even lie. I wish I gave you 30 and 10. <laughs> I, wish, I wish. I don't think I had about four or five points. <laughs> no, no. No, like, seriously, I'm going to tell you, you are a problem because you stay on the attack, you strong, mm-hmm. you you quick. So so I, I always had, a, I had an advantage, right? I was either quick or strong or maybe both. Mm-hmm. So you fall in the line with me. Yeah, right? yeah. No. You got all of those. So now you're a different matchup for me. Yeah. And then the thing about you, and, and you play defense, but you got great hands. Mm-hmm. Like, I go by you and you touching it. Like, I hate that. No, <laughs> I, I mean, dog, you don't, un- yeah. you don't understand, dude. Different, because I had to, like, I had to think about you on both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some likewise, guys. Likewise, likewise, likewise. Defend, you know, like I play against GP, and you know, GP is the ultimate, like all everything. Yeah. So I'm not so worried about how much he's scoring, but his physicality and you know his aggressiveness mm-hmm. and his mentality. Mm-hmm. I got to walk in that night, and I got to be able to match GP because GP a different animal. Man, he is a hey, talk. Talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so GP is the ultimate confidence guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like skill wise, he's skilled, of course, but his mentality and his confidence drives him. Yeah. So he comes on the court and right away, like you know, he got that head moving and he, you know, he's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and like GP was like the ultimate complete player. I you know, agree. like Stockton. You know, they were tough on both ends, like yourself. Man, like, talk you know, about Stockton. People, all right, here's a question. Name mm-hmm. three of the most, like to you, who are the three most underrated point guards that you've played against? 
or that you admire? Because I feel like John Stockton is one of those dudes that people just don't understand was cold. Yeah, I hate to do this because I start missing people. Yeah, I'll be missing I, people too. I, I just don't, yeah, I don't I really that. say the top. I just say yeah, just pick I three of, three random you know, people that you that. know what I mean. But Stockton, I never looked as underrated, like because I knew it, like I was there, I, I experienced it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Point God, Rod Strickland, the angler. The man with the shakes coming back. iHeartRadio, Slick, it's your boy BD. And tune in next week for part two. Underrated about stock. Nothing, he right? Was he was tough. He controlled the game. He hit open shots. He hit clutch shots. Defensively, he was tough out on the perimeter. I used to post him up and give him problems. Mm-hmm. But on the perimeter, I had to get used to him. And then I realized I got to hit him before he hit me. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.